Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. You are going to listen to a fantastic journey of Nanda Kumar, who's a delivery lead in ThoughtWorks. Like all of us, he started his journey in the field of uh, engineering, and uh, lo and behold, he found himself more gravitating towards quality and quality analysis. And he spent several years in creating tools on automation. and skilling himself in automation so he shares about how he from that from being in quality and going into automation and then um, he is moved to become an um, quality not just quality lead but a delivery lead for a very large ish bank he shares this journey of trial and error as well as being very innately grounded in his journey listen on Hi Nanda, so happy to have you in the Software People Stories. Yeah, thanks, Gayatri. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Here. All right, all right. So I know you as Nanda. Is that uh, okay to refer you as Nanda, or should I call you as Nanda Kumar Armugam? Uh, okay, okay. You... Nanda, Nanda is fine. Nanda is good. All right. Um, uh, Nanda, I know you. I think uh, we met about ten years back in ThoughtWorks. So, uh, can you share your uh, career journey? prayer to that for our listeners yeah sure um gaitri i have close to 10 20 years of experience in uh, it industry uh, i started uh, as an instrumentation engineer uh, and then moved to uh, testing or qa uh, spend uh, a decade in uh, qa testing uh, test architecture as a test manager and different roles uh, and then currently as a delivery manager uh, in thoughto so Uh, I worked on multiple domains, uh, multiple technologies, uh, right from BFSI, retail, telecom, social care. Uh, that's all. Wonderful. So, Nanda, uh, uh, like we normally start, right? What is your early, uh, you know, memory of being part of the software journey? Was it software that made you, or is it post? I don't. I saw in your profile that you were working for some for a polyester company for some time. So, uh, please share. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, sure, sure, guys. So, uh, I did my engineering in uh, electronics and instrumentation. Okay. So, generally, right when I'm in IR, just I just had only one paper, right? That too in third semester, uh, uh, with Fortran, right, uh, and C plus C plus two. So, if you look at the structure, right, I think uh, it's like uh, uh, Fortran is predominantly right. I think generally, right, uh, uh, the professor used to say, right, I think if you are good in Fortran, you will clear this paper. Because C and C plus plus is less than thirty uh, marks or something like that. So that's the only paper I had in my uh, entire uh, uh, engineering. Okay, uh, so uh, my thought was always around right, like anybody as an engineer, right, I think you want to work on the core field of instrumentation. So I joined this company uh, called uh, Futura Polyester Limited. Uh, they were making PET bottles for uh, Pepsi and Coke. Uh, it was like hundred percent export oriented unit. Uh, so we were actually shipping. Uh, 
uh, what you call as a uh, preformed uh, bed bottles, right? Before the uh, it is actually entirely blown up, uh, we are saying that it will call as a pet baby bottle, basically baby bottles. Right? That's what we actually sent it to US, basically. Uh, so I joined this company as an instrumentation engineer, uh, as an engineer trainee. Um, so that that was a very very different uh, experience, right? I think uh, uh, because you are working for a manufacturing plant. Uh, uh, the two year uh, continuous uh, there are two kinds of uh, plants right one is like a continuous uh, process and a batch process continuous process your line assembly line uh, those kind of things right where where you will actually write uh, it continuously batch processing is right uh, where it takes time right for example right at the four hours or five hours your batch is run and then you see the output so we are making uh, pet bottles uh, so that's how i started the journey there i think i, I we are actually doing a lot of plc uh, uh, programming logic controllers where that's when uh, a yeah, part of electronics and logic was introduced to me okay i was i mean and they were also transforming the entire plan to uh, scada right which is a super easy control and data acquisition which is like computer assisted uh, 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 manufacture so i think that's when i think I, I joined them so i was mostly into testing those uh, uh, things right so uh, how you could actually control a manufacturing company using a software so that's was my early experience. So and so one of my managers partner and told, I think we see you more in uh, right in the not in the field, rather in computer or in the control room, basically. That's where I think uh, computers and these things are. Right? So he told me I think maybe you are uh, more actually right, interested in computers, probably you need to look for a, a different career. Okay. Constantly used to tell me. So even so I was also right, I mean, uh, looking at the uh, outside world, I think where uh, after a level, right, you won't be able to, or once this uh, softwares are implemented or things, right, there was not much of, right, it was like a regular production operation. So that's when I thought, I think, right, maybe uh, my interest lies in computers and I need to move. So that's where I actually moved from here, yeah, writing a logic controller programming to a yeah, real software. Wow, very nice story, yeah, in terms of uh, moving from uh, core engineering uh, subjects to actually uh, working in the area that of interest um and you also started in the quality engineering uh, or were, were you did you start as a developer um in uh, software okay uh so after this instrumentation experience right i think i didn't i don't add any uh, software experience of like that so i again uh, applied as a freshman uh, uh after one one and a half years in instrumentation engineering uh, i got an opportunity in a company called ready test go so this was like a yeah, pure play uh, third party testing uh, company right uh, so there were like isps right independent software vendors uh, the ivv right independent verification validation service so yeah, i mean there are those days right 20 years before uh, development used to happen in a different company and testing used to happen in a different company even today we have few uh, third party testing companies so this company was a purely a uh, third party testing company called uh, ready test go i joined as a test engineer uh, there and that's how i, I started my uh, you moved uh, through um, I, 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 your largest, longest experience outside of ThoughtWorks has been with uh, CSS, right? And uh, I also see uh, you across working across in uh, New York and uh, in India. Um, what was the reason why you moved to the outside the country and why did you move back? Uh, uh, so this ready test go was uh, was a testing arm of the parent company called the CSS Corp. Uh, so and right, I think uh, 
I mean, those days were, I think, completely very different, right? I think 20 years before, right? I think uh, the way today software is developed or software looked is completely different. Uh, those days, right, it was mostly waterfall uh, uh, model. Uh, and uh, only in book, you see iteration uh, or in spiral, those kind of models were actually in the book, bookish mostly, right? So, so we used to get a project, very, very small project, right? Really like a one-month project or two-month project, three-month project, right? I think so. I, I worked on closely like 20 to 30 different assignments uh, in my eight, eight and a half years career in uh, CSS Corp. Uh, so I found various domains and various technologies. Uh, okay. Uh, so for example, right, I think a uh, uh, few of my uh, earlier memories, right, like I think we used to test uh, add-ins in uh, Internet Explorer. Those days, I think, right, I think uh, you'll get a lot of, today we have Chrome plugins, right? Similarly, add-ins were more popular. So, so we were in fact testing a few of the, uh, inter, I mean, uh, Internet Explorer add-ins and uh, Word, uh, Microsoft Word plugins add-ins uh, to ERPs uh, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, different kind of varied kind of products across, uh, uh, I mean, across the domains, right? Right from your banking, financials uh, to uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, and the entertainment industry also all those were actually right uh, predominantly why they come to us right they want to get a certification or a validation done by a third party vendor before they actually get into uh, the market so that was the uh, work in uh, there and uh, we were really i mean i think in within the sense right i think the organization is completely a uh, testing right i think we were very deeply rooted into uh, testing and qa where right from our CEO to a test engineer, I think, I think right, everybody will talk only about uh, QA and testing. Uh, so we had two different arms. One is a functional testing arm and it's a performance testing arm. Uh, and I was part of uh, function, initially functional uh, arm and then uh, later moved myself into both functional and automation uh, and performance testing arm. So uh, that's when I got an opportunity to work in the UK uh, for some time. And then uh, I was actually... Uh, got an opportunity to work in one of the uh, world's largest uh, edge fund uh, in US for some time. Uh, basically, right, I think uh, the testing actually, right, I think uh, the brand name of the Ready Test Go and the work we actually did in performance testing and automation testing those days, actually, I'll be moved to US and actually uh, work on this opportunity. Wow, 20 different programs, huh? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it must have been very hard to collect feedback, right? Once you finish that, did that work well or not work well into the customer's base? I mean, how difficult would it have been, right, to even context switch from different ones to other? I'm not even able to imagine uh, how that would have been. Yeah, I think... Uh, uh... Maybe right. I think uh, uh, when we, I think when I was saying right, I think that's that's maybe the advantage of water polish models, right? I think uh, we used to have, I mean, huge documentations, right? Uh, so right, right from HLD, LD documents, right, uh, uh, and BRD documents, right? Uh, so those documents actually somewhat, I think, definitely has helped us in right. I quickly understand, right? I think if you are put in uh, put in a project, right, I think you will have ample of document uh, to go through. Uh, today, right, I think a little different world, right, where we are actually having Jira stories or uh, those kind of uh, things. Those days, it was a little different, right? I think the only bugs are will be logged and most of the requirement documents will be in Word document uh, uh, format. So uh, I think you have the pretty much, right, I think you have every manual and all those things will be, I mean, hardcode prepared. Okay. So, uh, and uh, 
getting feedback yes i think that was i think right generally right we have a, a product owners and business analysts right who help us with uh, the understanding of the domain they also understand right i think they are coming from a uh, we'll be here for a very short term and they help us and provide those uh, uh, knowledge like uh, in the form of kt sessions and other things where you be needs to quickly ramp up uh, uh, and uh, on a product one more thing what generally help us is right comparative right i think i mean after you work on three or four domains right what happens is right you start comparing yourself with right how yeah uh, how your telecom domain is actually different from is similar to your banking right and what are the core things right so so mostly right i think uh, like the what developers used to say right i think we just initially learn only one programming language and then right we generally compare it uh, with uh, other program language and and learn the code same way right i think uh, even here right i think we generally compare it with how uh, it's in other field and gen- generally right we, we quickly uh, ramp up that way uh, that's why i think right most of the uh, qa professionals right over 10 15 years right they worked across uh, different uh, domains and their business knowledge sometimes right will be more higher than the actual smes on that particular uh, area and also right since they have worked on different domains they are able to quickly come out with different approaches or solutions which is ground breaking than the smes who are uh, i mean who are there spend a lot a lot of time very nice and is this also the time when you skilled yourself into test automation because many times i've seen um, quality engineers uh, mean struggle when it comes to test automation i mean it may um, sound uh, very um, uh, you know uh, nuanced that okay you're doing a manual testing and the same thing you're automating it but there seems to be some kind of a hurdle that folks have to pass how did you pass and what are the suggestions that you have for uh, people in a similar uh, journey uh since i think uh, working in an environment like uh, ready test go actually uh, right i think because that, that's like a uh, hardcore uh, testing company okay so you have all the right i think vendors i mean right vendor partners right or or this uh, uh tooling partners right automation tool partners right i think they like to actually engage with you and they mostly right uh, come for showing demo or, or the new product and also right the clients also expect you right they keep you in tow right i think uh, those days was uh, uh, right i think uh, the popular uh, automation tool uh, 15 20 years back was uh, mercury interactives uh, uh, windrunner okay windrunner and loadrunner are the two automation uh, uh, tools uh, i mean the start of the history kind i would say uh and in fact right uh, the open source selenium came as a replacement for uh, mercury poisoning okay i think uh, selenium is a uh, medicine for you put all right someone is actually poisoned with mercury uh, selenium is the medicine actually so so in fact right selenium name itself was given to the open source because right i think uh, those days it was right more of wind runner and road runner from the mercury interactive uh, company uh so uh, my journey started with uh, working on wind runner and uh, load runner uh, those are all very very simple scripting languages which are used for uh, uh, automation uh, and uh, even the those times right, i think we were constantly working on how we could actually right move away from manual testing which is very laborious right i, I mean uh, those days right i think your regression testing uh, for a product release will take easily like 2 to 3 weeks of regression testing has to happen before uh, a release so every release will be like 3 to 6 month right not today we are talking about continuous integration continuous delivery where i think every week or every uh, two days right i think you can see something into the production uh, those days i think it was little tough difficult because right regression has to be done manually 
So that's when these tools actually helped us to actually uh, initially automate the regression tools. So in, in fact, these were called as regression uh, uh, automation tools, basically, where we will automate the end-to-end uh, uh, -end journey uh, in regression suit, and uh, that actually helped us in the regression. Uh, so there are um, many tools, right? And since we are a third-party uh, ISV company, we were also doing a lot of POCs with different uh, tools for different uh, different clients. So that gave us a good experience in these different automation tools. Uh, where uh, we were able to expertise ourselves a uh, little faster uh, than the market. I had not heard the story of selenium being the antidote for mercury poison poisoning. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I also like the whole panda of, you know, see, if you are an independent consulting, uh, independent, uh, you know, validation company, automatically people will come and show how to use it. And uh, you sort of have that upper hand to, you know the need and also repetitively if you have to keep doing the regression there's no other option but to automate i think that i mean that's really the key right if you uh, many organizations have this independent automation team as a coe what is your thought on that uh uh, I, I think maybe for the waterfall age or that, uh, I mean, maybe 15, 20 years, right? I think the center of excellence actually made a real sense. Uh, but today in the agile world or, right, I think where the business is very dynamic, I think, uh, uh, I mean, there is a, a lot less interest among people or the business, right? I don't think the business can wait or as the siloed organization will not be successful. Uh, today, right, if you see, right, I think uh, you're very, working very closely with the, uh, with the product owner, the developer, a BA and a QA are part of one single team where they interact daily. And uh, uh, mostly, right, I think everything is you shift left, right? I think what you anticipate in your QA, uh, I mean, one week down the line, it, today it's been uh, captured in the requirement itself, right? I think even that's being questioned at a requirement collection stage itself. So I think uh, uh, th that world is completely different, and today's I and mean, the dynamic uh, world is completely different. Right? I don't I don't think today we could actually it will not be worthwhile to actually uh, have a center of excellence and uh, work that way. But even today, right? Uh, uh, even today, these agile uh, uh, teams are there. It's always good to actually have those QAs connect as a group. Uh, for example, right? They're more informal or a formal uh, uh, group. And have that continuous connect where they can actually share their own experience of what happening uh, across the uh, projects or the industry. That connect is enough uh, rather than having a center of excellence uh, is a thought process. Yeah, actually like a chapter where it is focused on capability building, sharing of best practices, ensuring that, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel per se, yeah, wheel per se right? Agree, agree. So uh, coming back to uh, once you finish CSS, I think you moved on to uh, you came, you joined ThoughtWorks. Please share your journey. In, uh, it's been, what, uh, 10 years? And I think when we met, you mentioned about 10 years, right? Been with so what has been your journey like? And um, you, I know you are playing a architect slash delivery lead role today. So how have you changed your avatar uh, through this time? Um, uh, so I joined ThoughtWorks as a quality analyst uh, from 10 years before. Uh, uh, so at that time, right, I think uh, I actually uh, got inspired by one of the uh, talk given by Martin Fowler when he was in India in uh, 2011. Okay, when I was in CSS, part, right, I got a chance to actually write opportunity to attend a, a session with uh, Martin Fowler, the chief scientist of ThoughtWorks. 
right? Because right, uh, those days we were just using uh, selenium for maybe a couple of years around, and uh, it, I was part of the center of excellence of uh, uh, School, where we were uh, working on a framework on selenium and other, other stuff. And uh, to, to meet opportunity, I mean, to, to see people who have actually developed uh, uh, those selenium tools and uh, to interact with uh, Martin Fowler was a, a great, uh, I mean, like a fan following thing, uh, fan moment for me. Uh, so that's when I think, I think let's, uh, that's when right in my eight and a half years career, I felt, I think let's, let's, let's say, if I get a chance, I think I'll move to .org. Right? And then I applied to .org and then uh, I joined uh, as a QA. Uh, so initially it was like, I, I was put up in a project where I think uh, I was working, working very closely with uh, the teams. Uh, 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 since right, I think even in the 2010-11, the Agile has already picked up and most of the uh, companies have started. Even in CSS, we have started to work on Agile team. But the coming to ThoughtWorks was very different, right? I think uh, uh, where you have a digital, where both physical and digital wall, where uh, uh, you'll actually physically write uh, the story, use card and actually stick it and move. So those experiences were very, uh, very different. But what you learned uh, as in the quality world actually helped me to grow even in uh, ThoughtWorks. Uh, from a yeah, senior consultant to a lead consultant, where I was actually uh, uh, ending the test, uh, QA community in Chennai office, right, was a very good experience, uh, uh, I would say. Uh, for both the learning uh, you had in CSS for the new learning and the new ways of working of ThoughtWorks actually helped to build a, a better person of me. Nice. And uh, Nanda, you also have traveled quite a bit, right, within uh, with for ThoughtWorks and right now, um, um, I think for the last few years, you've been in the financial space um, and staying in the financial space. I think that is what I wanted to call out with, given your experience across different, different domains. Uh, can you contrast uh, that uh, kind of an experience, uh, um, what you are doing today compared to what uh, you started off your career? Okay. Uh... So I think uh, the huge difference is, right, I think uh, when I started my career, I was mostly like a, a IC role, right, independent consultant kind of a role, uh, right, and today, right, uh, being a delivery manager, I think the first thing is that the role difference is there, right, and the way industry today looks is completely different, right, I think uh, uh, those days, I think, right, I think business, the interaction between the business and IT was very minimal, or maybe a product uh, uh, manager or a BA, or the people, only people who actually go and actually speak with the business. Uh, uh. Today, uh, the, it's completely very different, right? I think it's the other way around, I would say, right? I think uh, it's more IT-focused uh, or IT-centric uh, or technology-centric uh, uh, driven. Uh, so where your IT managers are, uh, are working very closely with the, uh, with the business, right? I think... Uh, it's right day in day out. I think right. I think you have meetings with the business uh, team and uh, uh, the business directions are or the feedback is coming from the uh, tech centric uh, right. So uh, today, how we uh, create work or how we measure work or uh, how we operate or how, how the feedback is passed on right for the business is everything is coming from the uh, digital or the technology. So I think that's the uh, huge change. I would say uh, uh, from from the previous engagement with the BFSI and today uh, the engagements. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the what we often say is that the distance between the team that is working and the and the consumers are reducing quite a bit. I mean, when you say distance, I think, uh, let's be very honest, right? It's not 
it's not that the people who are doing that you know collaboration and all of that they were not being effective or anything but it is just that there was some kind of a fear that created that barriers that you know you do this i'll do that sort of a uh, for a lack of better term aggregated then um, i mean uh, sort of create those uh, additional layers of communication and things like that i think it's definitely for the better and what you rightly said in terms of technology first lot of people say that you know i'm a fintech company or i'm i'm not a i mean i'm a technology company first and then a financial company and everything i think that sort of this cultural change is what as it, i feel is driven this sort of a model right ananda yeah yeah definitely right right uh, today if you see right i think uh, uh, today a business leader right a person or operation manager or a right he actually directly connects with the tech lead of your team okay to pass on his requirements or get his feedback and they, this is what i'm planning to actually is it possible right is it feasible for still he directly approaches right he bypasses or i mean the communication or something like that sometimes right there are, we have seen places where your developer directly communicates with the uh, with the business uh, person saying i think uh, i think this is the one uh, requirement that has come from you but i don't think that's a right one can you actually uh, change it right these are not uh, i think uh, i mean uh, what we have seen right uh, in, in in before 10 years okay so uh, under today uh, uh, the proximity right uh, with the tech team and uh, uh, the business is completely zero i would say right i think they work as a team right i think uh, and because right today uh, there are so many digital products uh, which has been created or uh, uh, digitally related projects has been created where uh, the business revenue is actually coming more from that uh, and it is aiding them so uh, the business is also has opened up today to more for to this kind of feedback and uh, uh, software based metrics and software based uh, based feedback mechanism uh, to help their business out right? i think that's a uh, radical change i would say uh, with the business uh, operates yeah and see more and more digital we are seeing you are also seeing it as a ecosystem there is no one software independently running so it means that there is some capability that we are bringing some other capability somebody else is bringing for you to even identify which one you want to build which one you want to buy that becomes a team sport if you will right it's no longer like a, okay i just throw the requirement somebody else will come back and tell me how much it costs and how much what is the time uh, yeah i think today i think interaction between it systems uh, uh, has been very high i think uh, uh, initially right i think it's not like i think 10 years before or 15 years ago there was no it system i mean but it was more siloed it systems today right i think if you want to uh, buy or build a product the first question is right how many interaction right how many other it systems actually it can interact very well and does my existing system support and uh, that's the first question being asked right so today i think most of the system that you are building are integrating systems right i think uh, the core platform could be there and uh, right uh, how you actually uh, modernize your legacy architecture uh, is the word uh, currently being done because right, people feel i think that there is no point in having a siloed system without any feedback mechanism i think right most of the system should be integrated together and uh, uh, by doing that right the business outcomes and the business value actually uh, increases uh, uh, profoundly yeah absolutely and in the end of the day uh, there are tools available why would you not leverage them 
as long as you know um, the costs and other factors are, are taken in right i think that sort of a and uh, given where you are today right if you had a time machine like let's say you want to time turner for 5 years down the line what, how do you see this maybe 5 or 10 years and have you thought of it how do you imagine the world to be uh maybe right i think if you say right at uh, when i was in i mean uh, independent uh, ic role right i think uh, i would say independent consultant role uh, i would say uh, we i had a very narrowed vision on uh, uh, mostly on the it system right how it operates right i think uh, right we i mean uh, very narrowed but very strong opinion on how the systems are but a less uh, understanding of the larger picture of the how, the, how it fits into the business world uh right so if i mean most of my uh, feedbacks are right uh, passing on the wisdom to the juniors right will be like uh, when you are in uh, that iz role or when you are starting your career right definitely right you will will be hands on with the systems uh, uh, right you will be on top of it but also see right where this actually fits a larger puzzle right i think uh, what business are you in right what uh, uh, who is your competitor what problem you are actually solving right if you can actually have that vision, uh, view uh, that will actually help you to actually work on the uh, smaller system but better and uh, today to my peers or someone right i think to interact to me right uh, what we generally right say to ourselves is right uh, or uh, what are the wisdom of uh, passed on to us by our senior leadership right today right you are in uh, delivery manager kind of a role definitely you have this uh, larger vision okay where you have birds eye view of what's happening right who is your competitor what's the next product to build all those things if you can actually dive deep little deeper into uh, the finer systems right understand little more better uh, i think you will be able to actually right uh, build your next product uh, competitors product or how they are able those knowledge will be actually more so when you are in uh, i mean uh, starting your career try to get the business knowledge when you are actually that let try to see right look down basic so those those could be my wisdom for uh, fantastic nanda very very nicely put um, and your i also liked how your journey from as instrumentation engineer to currently delivery manager has uh, has really changed your perspective right i think that is very important in terms of saying hey uh, i am in the state because of all my past but also how am i skilling myself so you any advice to our listeners that you want to share nanda uh, i think coming uh, understand right i think uh, there is a constant uh, uh, change in technology okay uh, not only technology and as well as business right i think uh, you should have open ears i think you need to listen you need to read a lot of uh, books or articles right i think uh, definitely right skilling is one thing uh, without that i think uh, you lose that uh, edge okay i think uh, so definitely right i think uh, skilling uh, it's not an optional anymore i would say uh, right even at uh, even 20 25 years of people right of experience right you can't actually look back and uh, work but mostly right what is coming uh, uh, new the challenges are completely very different okay no one has this as uh, solved the distributed uh, 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 computing problems or right so those problems you can't actually definitely you can't look past but you can actually look past for the core principles and guidances but uh, the solutions uh, are something going to be very new uh, so yeah i think uh, i mean definitely right you need to be on top of your thank you so much nanda 
I think I enjoyed this conversation immensely. I hope our listeners uh, do enjoy too. And uh, thank you, Nanda, from uh, delivery manager from ThoughtWorks. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you, Gayatri. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.